The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the best thing on the Internet, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Whether you're planning to buy or sell a house, call in now with your question. Our goal is to help you with any real estate transaction. So turn off the cat videos and pay attention. Here's your host, Duncan Smythe. Welcome to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. Our phone number is 866-472-5788. If you'd like to call me with a real estate question, that's why I'm here. Uh, One of the most common questions that I hear in real estate uh, every time I'm out in public, if I'm recognized by someone or if I'm at a party, someone's going to ask me this. What is my house worth? That's probably one of the most common questions that every realtor hears. And uh, so let's talk about that for a few minutes. Whether you're selling your house now or you're planning to sell it next year or in six months, every seller, every potential seller wants to know the value of their property. They want to need it. They need it for planning purposes. Um, They just want to know what their house is worth. People like to know. If you're planning to buy another house, um, you you may need the money to close on the other house. You know, you need the money from one transaction to buy this, to buy another home. And that's pretty common because not a lot of people can afford to own two houses at the same time. Uh, If you're just selling it and not planning to buy another house, you have questions about tax obligation. Uh, how much tax am I going to go to the federal government, owe to the federal government, uh, to the states, that sort of thing. Uh, if you're retiring and selling your house, uh, you're worried about where you're going to put the proceeds. What are you going to do with it? Uh, are you going to buy an income property? Are you going to c- consider uh, an investment property possibly? Uh, or put the cash under your mattress, which would be my personal choice. But there are several ways to find out what your house is worth. Um, You have to think about your own motivation and why you're selling the house. And if you uh, think about hiring an appraiser or getting a market analysis from a realtor, uh, here's the difference. You can hire an appraiser. It'll cost you several hundred bucks. The appraiser is going to come to your home and is going to spend, I don't know, maybe an hour there. It's going to take a lot of measurements, going to walk through the house, and is going to make a calculation uh, based on the cost to possibly to rebuild the house. And also, he's going to make a comparison based on uh, current values of other homes that have sold recently. Uh, that's, a, that's an appraiser, what an appraiser does. Uh, if you want to call a realtor to get the value of your house, such as myself, I'm a real estate broker. What a realtor does is a realtor looks at your home and compares your property to other recently sold properties that are similar to yours. The realtor is going to come over to your house and take a walk through your house and ask a lot of questions. Uh, you're going to want to have lots of information ready for that realtor, uh, all the improvements that you've made to the house, anything you've done. Um, you know, you want to tell them about the new shag carpet you just put in the kitchen, that sort of thing. Any, any improvements you made, any additions. Uh, a full-time realtor is a great asset to you and has a lot of experience and expertise in real estate. Uh, that realtor has walked through, probably walked through every home for sale in your entire market area. And knows the approximate value of your house right away, but 
every house is slightly different. Even if your house is in a development, like say you're uh, in a development of split levels where they build attractive houses, where they build several hundred homes at a time, your house may not be worth what your neighbor's house was worth when it sold last year. Uh, for example, you might have um, an extra room or they might have put in an extra bathroom. Uh, they might have a terrific family room addition. Maybe you upgraded your kitchen and they did not. So just because your fam- your friend's house down the street sold for a particular amount of money, that may not mean that yours is worth that same amount of money. It may Your house might be worth 10000 more uh, because it's a little bit larger. It might be worth 10000 less uh, because of the condition. Uh, you just don't know. But when you're speaking to your realtor and you meet with your realtor, reveal everything. Reveal the good and the bad. Let, th- let that person know uh, everything that's wrong with the house as well as everything that you've done to it that's right with the house. You're going to have to disclose anything that's wrong. Uh, disclosure has become a very big issue in recent years. And um, you really want to disclose, like if you have a family of squirrels living in the attic, you know, that's something you're going to have to tell. And also, by the way, the realtor will be able to help you um, with anything, any issues such as that. Uh, if you've been denying a leak in your roof for years, you know, this is the time to, to tell the realtor about that and get it out there because you're going to have to do some simple repairs, of course. Um, now, what the realtor does at that point is the realtor is going to go back to the office and it takes several hours to prepare a market analysis. It's not something you can do in a few minutes. Uh, you have to do some research. It's homework. The realtor has to research other properties that have sold similar to yours. She's going to take a look at homes that are currently on the market and their approximate value that are similar to yours also. And the realtor will give you a recommended price. If you're uh, planning to put your house on the market, uh, the realtor is going to have a recommended price. Um, Don't start making plans based on that amount of money, though, because you don't know what the house is going to sell until it actually sells. You find out what your house is really worth when you accept an offer. Okay, uh, let's take a call. Uh, David from New Jersey. Hi, Duncan. Hi, welcome to House Talk. Thanks very much. Uh, excited about the show. Thank you. Uh, quick question for you about timing a sale and what considerations we might need to think about. Um, in, in this situation, I'm thinking if you've got kids in college, you might be thinking about moving to something smaller, and I'm just wondering is the only thing you think about space considerations, or what else would you advise from a realtor's perspective? Uh, an empty nester. Tell me about your family. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Three kids, all college age. Oh, my. Did you buy your lottery tickets for tonight? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking the, um, the Mega Millions lottery. That would just about pay for those three kids to go to college, I'm thinking. <laughs> They're going to be independently wealthy. <laughs> or if one of them wins, then they'll take care of you for a long, long time, hopefully. Indeed. Um, there are a lot of reasons people downsize, and you, you know that, of course. Uh, primarily, you don't need the room anymore. Why do you need five bedrooms if you've got three kids that are gone already? It's just you and your wife uh, or, you know, just the two of you, maybe you and the dog. <laughs> uh, and, of course, money is a huge issue. Uh, why do you want to continue to maintain a home that's got too many bedrooms that you don't need, too much space you don't need? Uh, and uh, you're, spe- you're paying for space you don't need. And, of course, taxes are a big thing. And nowadays, a lot of empty nesters that I've had to deal with, I've sold quite a few houses over the past several years. Uh, I've helped people sell houses who are moving out of the area for that very reason. They wanted to move down. They wanted to move to a place that was less expensive to live. And I see you live in New Jersey. Um, I've sold quite a few houses from people that have fled to Pennsylvania or Delaware because the taxes are so much less. It's, it's, uh, it's really a major consideration nowadays. You might be paying a, f- a friend of mine has a condo in Delaware 
and her annual tax bill is under a thousand dollars. And that wow. working in New Jersey, that just blows my mind because the average taxes on a house in in, uh, in New Jersey are probably I don't know eight to ten thousand dollars, something in that neighborhood. So it's wow. really it's really it's really a crazy amount of money. Uh, so the questions you have to ask yourself, other than the money issue, are first and foremost, where would you go? Are you thinking of moving out of the state? What do you, have you thought about that? Well, the follow-on question would be, actually, I kind of like the idea of living at the shore. I'm not sure it's practical, mm-hmm. but I was, it's interesting you mentioned Delaware. Delaware has some great beaches, too. So oh, it does. Move, move down there, but I'm thinking, what about the Jersey Shore is very popular. I'm not sure it makes mm-hmm. sense, though, because it's probably so expensive. Yeah, the taxes in most shore areas, uh, unless you get really far back from the beach, you may be pay- paying the same tax as you are now. There are other beach destinations uh, that you might be find a better deal. Uh, if I don't know. Maryland and Delaware from where you are, uh, a lot of people retire from Jersey down to the Carolinas and Florida. Uh, Florida has great real estate deals right now. A lot of the uh, country has bounced back from the real estate downturn between 07 and 09. Uh, Florida has not really recovered from that quite so much. You know, uh, they've, they've still got great properties for a really, really low price. And although I don't know a lot about the Carolinas, I know that it's a major destination for, a destination for retirees. And uh, I know there are properties for the right price and some really, really beautiful towns. I would definitely do some research on the Internet. Uh, if you're going to stay in the area, of course, maybe, maybe money's not that much of a concern. And if you want to stay in the area, I, the shore is always a strong market. It recovers. Of course, uh, Sandy really played hell on the Jersey. Hurricane Sandy, that is, uh-huh. uh, for listeners out of that area, uh, really played hell with the Jersey Shore. It, it, uh, it wiped out a lot of areas that have not yet come back. But if you're from that area, you know what the good in the area, good areas and bad areas are. How far away do you want to be from your kids? That's a big question. Well, it depends on where they land. I think mm-hmm. we like the, the New York metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not sure we'd move too far from this, but we have some family in other places as well. So um, n- not decided, but we're, we're going to think about that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- where's the best place to look up? I don't know that much about the Carolinas either. So where do you go to find the best information? An excellent question. And I, I don't, I re- I'm not really sure. Uh, I think I would just go to Google and, mm-hmm. and start doing some searching. Uh, if you f- focus on an area where you might consider landing after that, uh, if you go to my website, duncansmythe.com, uh, there's a button for recommend a realtor, and I can recommend a great local realtor in that area that would help you find a place uh, when it gets to that when it gets to that point. Uh, in the meantime, uh, are you, will you have to work when you get down there? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It depends on when we do this. Um, mm-hmm. the, these days, you can probably work just about any job mm-hmm. remotely. So I, I, I'm not, I expect so, honestly. And that's, so I guess and that's, that'll be a consideration. And that's a huge advantage, being able to work from home, being able to work from wherever you are, or you could buy a nice big yacht and just work from your yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can. But the, no, no not, definitely not. Uh, the, other, and the other thing, of course, uh, that is sort of in the back of everybody's mind is weather considerations. Right. Uh, I mean, New Jersey, New York, um, on, on the other, and I don't necessarily mean moving to a destination where it's warm. I mean, uh, some people prefer to ski. Maybe you want to move to the north where you can ski every day. But a lot of people uh, take weather into consideration when they're finally, if it's retirement time or just getting out of the area that you're in, um, weather considerations can be a big deal. If you, if you want to move to Florida or Arizona where you know it's going to be 75 every day, that's, uh, that's kind of a nice consideration, actually. It is. 
Yep, yeah. that makes sense. And uh, the tax issues certainly are going to be a, a big help, so I appreciate that, mm-hmm. okay. that information, too. Okay, well, listen, I've got to go to a break, but thank you so much for calling, and uh, you've been on House Talk. Thanks. Great, thanks. We're going to go to a break now. I'll be back shortly. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, DuncanSmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, president of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Many people are seeking to make a difference in the world, but few actually have the tools to do so. Every week, host Mary Beth Lodge and her guests will have you thinking forward and will give you the tips to keep your life, goals, priorities, and choices on track. The result is an easier, happier, and more inspired life. The name of the program is What Matters. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What really matters is the positive changes that you'll bring to your life and the world just by listening. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with House Talk. I'm going to take an email question now. Uh, Kim in New Jersey writes, what exactly is the assessment value? Uh, How do they come up with that amount? And why is it not the same as the purchase price? This sort of folds into what we were talking about before with assessed value and appraisals and the value of your house. Uh, For those who are not familiar with it, an assessment is the value of your home that's placed on it by the town or county where you live. The town has a tax assessor, and maybe in your area, it's a county who does uh, the tax assessment. But the, the 
the government, basically. They place a value on your home, uh, and from that figure, they d uh, decide what your taxes will be. They determine what your taxes will be. Uh, so for, it's for, done for purposes of taxation only. It doesn't always have a lot of bearing on the value of the house. Uh, each town or county has a method. Um, it's, I, I would call it a formula. Uh, it's a formula basically that no one understands. Uh, <laughs> it may be close to the actual value in some cases, uh, which would be, in our case, uh, the realistic sale price of the house. Sometimes it's close to that. Sometimes it's completely unrelated. Uh, it can seem it can be a quarter of the house value, a third. I don't know how most towns do it. I really don't. The only one uh, that it makes sense to is the assessor himself. Other than that, you're not going to find out what your tax assessment. You're not going to know how they come to that conclusion. Uh, when do towns assess value? Well, that's also done differently everywhere in the world. Every 10 years, some towns I've heard uh, do an assessment or a reassessment every 10 years where they go to every house in town and determine uh, the current assessed value. Um, some towns don't do it at all. Uh, it's, it's a major project. It's a major undertaking. If you live in a town with 10,000 homes, uh, you have to have a team of people that goes out and assesses houses. And that, that doesn't make financial sense to a lot of towns that are uh, having financial difficulties now. Uh, many towns will reassess or pr put an assessment on your property upon the purchase of the house or when it changes hands. So if you, if you have a new construction home, uh, once the house is built, the town will come in and assess the value of the house. Or uh, when you actually go to closing, the town may assess the value of your house at the price that you actually purchased it for. Um, many towns uh, do it another easier way. When you uh, request permits, uh, for example, if you're going to make an addition to the house or uh, something that requires you to get permits from the town, at that point, after you've made the improvement, like say, you, say you're going to have a family room addition uh, that you've just decided, or you're going to expand and create a new bedroom in the attic, and you're going to be uh, putting in new electric and new plumbing, that kind of thing. The town is going to have to issue permits. The town or the county where you live is going to have to issue permits for that. And after you've made the improvement, they're going to come back in and say, you've now improved the property, and we're going to improve, uh, increase the amount of tax you're paying. So that's the bottom line on uh, tax assessment. The answer is I really don't know the answer. Okay, uh, we have a call from uh, Susan in Scottsdale. Oh, hi, you're on House Talk. Hi, I had a question about staging. How elaborate do you really have to get? You know, you look on TV and it just seems so elaborate, but in real life, what do you have to do when you stage a house? Oh, that's a great question. Staging has become a, a sort of a, a buzzword in recent years. Nobody talked about staging 10 years ago. It was just getting your house ready for sale. But now staging is a huge, huge industry. And some people really need that. <laughs> people who, some people have a knack for, um, for staging a house or how to make a house look good. Um, but here's the bottom line. You, you want to get rid of any clutter that you have in the house. You want to get rid of any foul odors. And... Most people can do this for you if you want to pay someone to do it. You can hire a stager, generally 100 to 250 bucks an hour for a professional stager. And let me tell you, they do a great job. A woman I work with in my office, she does staging, and she is absolutely terrific. When she gets done with your house, it looks like a model home, and you, it could go into a magazine. So I definitely recommend a professional stager if you think you need that. Um, because if you don't have a lot of, of sense of style and that kind of thing, a professional stager may be for you. But uh, I'm not really answering your question, am I, Sue? <laughs> well, what, what specifically are you worried about with staging in your house? Well, I was 
just wondering, do you have to have the most stylish furniture? Do you have to have the best paint colors? Um, do people walk in and make immediate, you know, get an immediate impression of they could never live in that kitchen because it's green? I mean, um, how far do you have to go and how far do you have to go in thinking about uh, um, potential purchaser? Okay, here's the thing. If you're going to paint anyway, I would recommend neutral colors. Neutral colors are much more popular with people. A few small tips, such as that uh, if you have hardwood floors, refinishing them is a less expensive thing. I wouldn't break the bank doing it unless you have a very high-end house, uh, that you're like a million-plus house, that kind of thing. Uh, otherwise, it's more a matter of decluttering, simple painting. Keep as much money in your pocket as you can. By the way, that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to do this show, because I really like to see people save money rather than spend money on things that they really don't necessarily have to do to stage their house. But it's, it's a little lengthy a subject to go into in a show this short because there have been books written about staging and it would take me an hour just to talk about restaging your kitchen, for example. Um, you oh, can, thanks. No, no, you, you gave me a head start. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much for your call. Uh, take care, Susan. Thanks. Okay. Um, we have another call. Ken from Westfield is on. Is on. Ken? Hey, Duncan. Uh, Teresa's husband here. How are oh, you? Oh, hey, Ken. How are you doing? I'm you're, doing okay. You're on House Talk. How are you? Yeah, big, big fan. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, Duncan, um, if I'm going to do some work to my house, uh, mm -hmm. what type of work um, usually uh, pays for itself the most, or does it not even pay to do some work to a house uh, to get it uh, dressed up before sale? Yeah, another staging question. Yeah, again, my goal with anybody I deal with in the real estate industry is to try to minimize your expense if possible. Do what you can to make the house look great without without breaking the bank. You can go out and spend all kinds of crazy money. You know, actually what I've seen people do, Ken, is I've, had, I've seen people that will actually um, – buy, or I'm sorry, rent high-end furniture to make the house look great. So when people walk in, they go, ooh, ah, you know, and that's really nice. And that may make your house sell faster. But how much does it cost to you to rent the furniture? You know, that's not practical for everyone. That's not practical so then, for everyone. So then if I were to uh, redo my kitchen or finish my basement, that usually won't pay for itself well, here's, in the long run? Well, or I would only do that if I plan on living there. You're asking me a, 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 a a very specific question about an area. In the area where you live, the answer is yes. However, um, in, in certain parts of the country, you're, you're only going to get back a certain amount of money that you put in, for example. In most areas, like the suburban area you live in, uh, a new kitchen and a new bath will pay for itself when you go to sell the house. However, gotcha. there, there are certain things that to avoid, though. For example, uh, for exa if the house is uh, – you think you might want to put a new roof on, for example – I would, I would probably avoid that unless the roof is on its last legs because right. you'll, you'll find you, you're going to dump ten grand or so into putting a new roof on the house, and you're going to realize that you will not get that back. Likewise, um, new windows, replacement windows, they make the house look great. They insulate better and all that stuff. You're not going to get that money back. Uh, when you go to sell the house. I definitely recommend the simplest things. And by the way, I, in my book, I talk about uh, the best value, um, the, uh, the smallest amount of money you could spend that gets you, will get you the greatest return when you buy the house is paint. Exactly. Paint. Really? Absolutely. You can paint the inside of the house. Again, neutral colors. A fresh coat of paint is always a great staging tool, and it's the, something that anyone can do. You can do it, have your wife and kids, have, or call your friends and, and buy them a pizza. You know, pizza and beer is a great, <laughs> a great accompaniment right. to, uh, 
um, you know, to a, a house party where you sort of, you know, coerce them into working for you, but for free, basically. <laughs> but uh, excellent. But now, painting is a really good suggestion. Uh, but but painting. Um, what else are some good some good cheap tips? The thing is that what you want to do. The most important part of staging, if I can change to something just a little bit different. The most important part of staging, I believe, is curb appeal. There are lots of staging things you can do, but the way your house looks from the street is called curb appeal, as you know. And that is probably the most important thing you can do because people form an opinion within the first 10 seconds. And if somebody is driving by your house or sees a picture of your house on the Internet when it's on the market, um, they, they're going to decide right away just by looking at your house very quickly whether they want to see the inside or not. And the whole purpose of staging the outside of the house is to make people want to come inside and look at your house that's on the market. So if you can do some simple things from the outside of the house, and here's what I recommend, Ken. This is a, a trick that I like to do. When you decide you're ready to sell the house, and uh, how many times have you and your wife driven by a house and said, wow, look at that house. I'd really like to see inside of it. Yeah, quite often. All the, all the time, right? right. You, that's the reaction you want from buyers when your house is for sale. So right. the, how, how do you do that? Simple. Go, go to the local Barnes & Noble or whatever and buy several of those home magazines. There are a lot of different ones. I don't know all their names. Buy a couple of them. Bring them okay. home and look through the magazine and find a few pictures of homes you really, really like. Cut them out or, or, or tear them out of the magazine. Put them on your dining room table and say, that's what, that looks really nice. So get several of them. And now take a picture of your house and put it next to that and say, how can I make my house look like that? You're going to realize that it's not always a super expensive endeavor and doesn't require a huge investment. A little bit of color, some landscaping, not necessarily a, a lot of money involved. Uh, for example, does your house have um, – what, what is the exterior of your house? Is it wood shingles or is it uh, vinyl? What is it? <laughs> combination of uh, um, brick and uh, shingles. Ah, great. Brick is easy to maintain, low maintenance. Uh, but any shingles, uh, any wood-type shingles, easily painted. Mm -hmm. If For those of you who are listening who have uh, either vinyl siding or aluminum siding, that's a power wash job. You can rent a power washer yourself. If you're not so inclined, you can hire somebody to do it for a couple hundred bucks. You'd be surprised how much that better that makes the outside of the house look. And another thing that's really important... For people who don't pay attention every day, and a lot of people, a lot of us don't, um, your windows probably aren't as clean as they should be. <laughs> Am I right? True. Am I right? Yeah. Your, 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 windows <laughs> your windows should absolutely sparkle. Go around the house and clean those windows until it looks like there isn't a window there. That's a big right. thing. And the other thing, that one thing that gripes me as a real estate broker is whenever I'm showing a house, uh, you're with a client, a buyer client, and you walk up to the front of the house and you get to the front door and you either knock on the door or you're using one of those electronic lock boxes to unlock the door. And while I'm standing in there at the door, I realize that the door is dirty and the, uh, maybe the rim around the door. And I said, you know, somebody could have come out here with a sponge and it would have looked great with five minutes worth of work. They didn't bother to do that. A simple fix. Paint right. the, painting the door a bright color is also a simple fix. It gets attention. But little things like when you're standing at the front door and, and the knob is 100 years old, you can buy a doorknob right. for 20 bucks. How easy is that? Right, just the simple stuff. The light fixture by your front door, again, uh, maybe a $20, $30 item if you want a nice one, a little more than that. But people see that when they're driving by and they say, wow, that makes the house look sharp. Small, inexpensive, really makes the house look good. 
Awesome. Thank right. you very much, Jonathan. Okay. Thanks very much for All calling, right. Ken. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to a break now. I'll be back shortly. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at House Talk Guy or email him at housetalkguy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at colossalmistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. I'm going to go with an email question now. Donna from Valencia, California, writes, What's the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification letter for a mortgage, and why do I need one? That is a good question because everyone, buyer or seller, is going to have to deal with this issue. Uh, pre-approval and pre-qualification are two very different things, okay? Uh, as a buyer, from a buyer's standpoint, you're going to be meeting with a mortgage person. I recommend you do that prior uh, to looking, to starting the home hunt, the house hunt, because you want to be sure that you're financially qualified to buy the house you want. Uh, you want to make sure that you are, um, how much the payments will be. It's going to give you a comfort level that you don't have uh, by being pre-approved for a mortgage. So when you first sit down with your realtor, you can say, I am pre-approved and I can spend this much money and I'm ready to go look at houses. And that leaves your mind at ease and it helps the realtor uh, know what to show you uh, when you first sit down with the realtor. So let me tell you the difference. A pre-qualification, you don't see it used quite so much anymore, but uh, people will come to a realtor and say, I have a letter of pre-qualification. What is it? Okay, a pre-qualification means that someone, uh, maybe not a qualified mortgage person, 
has asked them how much money they make and calculated how much they can afford to spend. It's not very incisive. Uh, A credit report is not examined. Background is not done. A a pre-qualification letter is basically worthless. Uh, It's not something that that you want as a buyer. And I would recommend a seller uh, ball it up and throw it in the garbage. A pre-qualification letter really doesn't mean anything because anybody can, can pull out. I can pull out a calculator and tell you how much you can afford to spend. That's not worth it to you. What you want is a pre-approval letter, okay? Pre-approval means that the buyer has made application and been approved for a mortgage. The mortgage company goes through a process. Uh, they check credit history. They examine paycheck stubs, uh, employment history, bank statements, Basically, the lender, whether it's a mortgage banker, mortgage broker, or a bank, they want to know that, you're, that you have the necessary funds to make the purchase, and you, are, you have what you claim you have in the bank, and you have the credit standing necessary um, you know, to search for a home and to buy the house you want. Uh, there's nothing worse, a worse time waster for a realtor and a buyer and a seller than to go looking at homes when you're not qualified to pay for it, to buy the house. What is the point? Uh, the one way you can sort of, uh, you know, uh, to look at a home without being pre-approved is to go to open houses. Uh, you can walk in and out of an open house. Nobody's going to ask you if you can afford to buy the house or not because it's, it's a great way to get a feel for the market uh, walking through open houses. Uh, the pre-approval letter from the mortgage banker uh, is going to state the extent of the buyer's financial capability. Uh, if, the, uh, if the buyer currently owns a home, uh, that letter will specify uh, whether the house, the sale of that house, is a condition of the approval, which means uh, some, sometimes you can uh, get a mortgage approval without having to sell your existing house. But in most cases, for most of us, we don't have that kind of cash laying around, and you will have to sell your current home and apply the funds from that to the purchase of the new house. And the pre-approval letter will specify whether that's whether that's uh, necessary or not. Uh, and once you've done that, uh, the bank or mortgage company will send an appraiser to the house. And the appraiser, of course, as I've uh, talked about before, the appraiser calculates uh, an estimated value of the house and then forwards that uh, information to the bank or mortgage company. Okay. Uh, let me take another email question. Barbara from Minneapolis writes, should I have a pre-inspection before putting my house on the market? That's a really good question also. This is not something... That's, uh, that's done regularly, and I really think that a pre-inspection is something that every home seller should absolutely consider. It's one of the greatest ideas out there. Now, every seller has, I'm sorry, every buyer has a home inspection when they purchase a home. That's become common practice. That started, I think, in the mid-'80s. And every buyer who's looking at a house, every buyer who wants to buy a house, as soon as they make an offer, they're going to arrange for a home inspection. And the reason for that is simple. You want to know what's wrong with the house. You want to know every little nook and cranny, what's wrong, what needs repair, what maintenance items uh, need attention, that kind of thing. And that's, so that's, uh, that's why you arrange for a structural inspection. A home inspector will come to the house, and th- a home inspectors are very thorough. Uh, they, they will, you know, they're, go- they're going to go through your house, and they're going to examine every little thing. They're going to tell you what's wrong with the house, they're going to tell you. Um, they're going to tell you that w- what windows are cracked. They're going to tell you if the furnace doesn't work. There's going to, they're going to tell you if the uh, if there are holes in the roof. That kind of thing. I always I highly recommend that if you are a seller, 
that you consider getting a pre-inspection or get, that is getting a home inspection before you put the house on the market. And the reason I, I recommend that strongly is that if you decide to get this pre-inspection, you're going to know what's wrong with the house before you put it on the market, before you approach a realtor. You're going to know exactly what's wrong, and the, real, the, the realtor can then help you through the process of making any repairs prior to putting the house on the market. This is absolutely to your advantage because if you know what's wrong ahead of time, you have some control over the repair process. You can have the repairs made yourself. If the house goes under contract and then the buyer becomes involved, then the, the buyer is going to want to know who's doing the repair, uh, is it being done properly? I want to be in, be able to inspect that repair. Whereas if you get it done ahead of time, uh, this it, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. It's the mind, it eases the mind of the seller because the seller knows what's wrong with the property prior to putting the house on the market. And it can be a great sales tool because for any buyer that approaches you and you're, you're selling your house, you can say, look, we've already had a home inspection. Let me show it to you so you know what was wrong. And here are the repairs that we made. I'll be glad to show you the invoices. And, uh, you know, and you, you'll know what we've done. And we, you'll see the repairs we've made. And that leaves the buyer's mind at ease. And sometimes we'll, we'll grease the wheels, so to speak, uh, for the sale to go through. Okay. All right. Let me see. I have another question here. Uh, Allison in New Mexico says, I want to buy a new home, but keep my current one and rent it out, hopefully making enough to cover the mortgage payments. Um, is it financially savvy to keep it a rent or sell to put more down on the new house? Okay, well, that, that's a tough question. That's something you might want to ask, uh, talk to an accountant about. If you're good with numbers and you can pull out a calculator, um, that's a great way, you know, to... to to figure it out because it, it's different in every case. And it's very tough for me to say that you should, you should sell your house and buy a, car, a rental property. It's just a matter of running the numbers, Allison. You're going to have to, um, you know, as I said, pull out a calculator, get a piece of paper, figure out, find out how much that property can rent for if you decide to sell it and move to another house. Sometimes it makes sense. And it also depends on how much your mortgage is on the property, because will it cover the mortgage? Will it give you a profit? If you're considering it as an income property, um, you know, you, you, you want to know that you can cover, cover your costs and make a profit. That's the whole point. If it's, if it's not going to be an income property, then what's the point in keeping it? You don't really want to do that. Um, so it's, it's more a matter of speaking with a mortgage person uh, or speaking to a um, – uh, to an accountant, but I, but probably a mortgage a mortgage person is your best resource in that case, because mortgage people uh, can help you through the whole process. And again, they can tell you how much your payments are going to be. They can tell you how much you'll make if you if you rent a property out. Um, and but some people don't want to be landlords, and I don't know that I recommend being a residential landlord because I've seen a lot of residential landlords run into a lot of problems. Uh, you can get problem tenants that can be a hassle. Another consideration is how far away. From the property, are you going to move? If you live in one town and you have, a, let's say, you own a two-family house on the other side of town, this may be much more manageable for you than, say, uh, you buy a condo in Florida and you live in Massachusetts. Uh, because managing a property from a distance, not something I would recommend. There are people who do that, but I'm really not sure it's the best idea because you want to be able to have it close enough that you know what's going on. If someone complains about something, um, 
you know, you can be there to fix it right away, where if someone is in a thousand miles away in your rental property, you're going to have to call somebody to manage it. That costs money. You're going to have to have it repaired by somebody you may not be that familiar with, where if it's the rental property in your own town, you can just drive over and, uh, and have a look. If you, you know, my pipe is cracked, you can walk in the house and say, yep, your pipe is cracked. Let me see if I can fix it or I'll call my plumber right away. So you have a little better con cost control um, when you have your own rental property. So that's, that's definitely a consideration uh, with rental properties. But as far as uh, the, the main answer to your question is, would be as far as deciding whether to keep it as a rental property or to sell it and apply it to your new house, it's just a financial question that relates to your personal financial status. Uh, do you have enough money that, that it really doesn't matter if, if you don't need the money to apply to your next property? You might find out that you'd make more money by putting it in some uh, some type of security, you know, something like that. Um, so I don't know uh, what the best course of action for for that is. Okay, we're going to go to a break here in about a minute. Let me see. What are we going to do after the break? I have a couple of more email questions uh, about how to find a realtor. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. And... Um, if you've ever had a problem with a realtor, or uh, not all realtors are terrific. <laughs> I know that from experience. Uh, so if you've, ever, if you've ever had a problem with a realtor, uh, give me a call. Let's talk about it. I'd be, like, I'd be interested to hear about it. Okay, we're going to go to break a little bit early. Um, I'll be back shortly. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Tune in every week for Impact Africa with host Tope Fajanbasi. Get ready to be inspired by the people, stories, and opportunities in Africa. We're a community of Africans and friends of Africa living all over the world. Together, we'll celebrate the continent's successes and help provide solutions to some of its greatest challenges. Impact Africa can be heard every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Together, we'll discover that the real Africa is more than what you hear about. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, president of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. 
Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. We are back to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. Okay, I have a question from Susie in Michigan. Should buyers interview their agents? What are some important questions to ask a realtor? That's always a good question. And anybody who's in the market uh, to sell their home uh, knows they have to find an agent. And uh, how do I find the right realtor? That's a question that people that I've heard from people all over the country. Um, most realtors get the bulk of their business by personal referral. Uh, satisfied customers are always the best source of new or repeat business. That's not just true in real estate. It's true in any kind of sales. Uh, but uh, repeat business, uh, referrals, that's what realtors look for. Uh, if you don't have a realtor, I would first ask friends, ask neighbors, coworkers, uh, who sold your house? Who, who did you work with when you bought your house? See, so were you satisfied with that agent? Because if somebody has a great realtor that they, that they like a lot and did a great job for them, that's what they're going to want to talk about. They're going to want. They're going to want to recommend their realtor. If their realtor did a good job and has kept in contact with them, a realtor is a really great resource. If you can't get a recommendation from friends, let's say you're living in a new area, you don't know anybody, then you'll have to find a realtor yourself. Uh, most towns have several large real estate offices. Uh, by the way, that doesn't mean that you won't find a great realtor at a small independent office. Uh, but larger companies and national franchises tend to have greater marketing resources, um, more agents, larger relocation networks, uh, more clients by referral, more comprehensive marketing, that sort of thing. Uh, But the best way to find the right agent for you is to interview and compare realtors. I would call, let's say, three local real estate offices and ask to speak to an agent. Uh, Explain that you're interviewing a realtor because you want to sell your home and you want an agent. And I'd like to schedule an appointment for for you to visit and uh, take a look at my house and let's talk about uh, marketing my home. Uh, Usually, the agent's going to want to come to the house first and walk through the home, uh, make notes, ask a lot of questions, and then make an appointment to return and uh, present you as the seller with a comparative market analysis uh, and a marketing plan. Now, the realtor is going to spend a lot of time there, maybe take some pictures, maybe take some measurements, that kind of thing, and uh, ask some questions about your motivation. Uh, are you, why are you, are you in a hurry to sell? Why are you in a hurry to sell? Is this something you're planning to do in six months or a year? Are you under any kind of a time frame at all? Or is that not important to you? Um, the realtor will come back the next day or a couple of days later uh, and present a market analysis. And as we said before, under when we talked about pricing earlier in the show, uh, a market analysis is a realtor's way of comparing your home to other homes that have recently sold or are on the market currently to give you the best valuation of your house. Now, this takes a realtor a few hours and uh, determine, determine the value. 
uh, a, re- a realtor being an expert on the current housing market, uh, they're going to look at every house in your area that's comparable and determine the a- estimated market value of your home based on this information. Uh, one good thing about an experienced full-time realtor, uh, they routinely spend several hours each week uh, walking through homes that are newly listed. And that makes their expertise really valuable to you as a home seller because a realtor who walks through every house know, immediately knows the differences between your home and the ones that are on the market. They know right away if yours might be worth a little more or a little less or your kitchen is better than the house around the corner, that sort of thing. That experience is really valuable to you. The, that familiar, familiarity with the market uh, comes only with a full-time realtor. I would never recommend using a part-time realtor. Uh, so the realtor is going to come and they're going to recommend a list price for your home, and then they're going to present a marketing plan. Um, interviewing a realtor, uh, an, an active, experienced, full-time realtor will answer any of your questions and will be able to give you a really good idea of how much you will likely realize from the sale of your home, how much money you're likely to net at the end. It's not an exact figure. You know that um, because you don't know how much your house is worth until you actually accept the offer. Uh, so here's a couple of questions to ask. Number one is full-time. Are you a full-time realtor? Uh, in my book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, I talk about this a lot. One of the colossal mistakes is hiring a part-time realtor. You do not want a part-time realtor. Never hire a part-time realtor. You're paying for, you're paying for full service. Why would you want to pay full commission for a part-time realtor? It doesn't make any sense. If the realtor has another job, uh, don't waste any more of your time or his. It just doesn't make sense. Thank him politely. Move on. There are too many important details to your transaction, and there are far too many great realtors out there to mess around with somebody who is not doing it full time. I have never, never seen a client properly served by a part-time realtor. They don't offer the familiarity with the market that's absolutely necessity to marketing your home correctly. Uh, They don't have the availability to handle all the details that arise. It is a very detail-laden transaction. That realtor is on top of it 24 hours a day. That realtor is making sure that the transaction is holding together and working for you. You really want a full-time realtor. Uh, For example, you know, full-time, would you consider flying with a part-time pilot? (laughs) If you were going through a nasty divorce, would you hire an attorney who doesn't handle matrimonial cases full-time? Of course you wouldn't. Remember that realtors are professionals. Hiring your aunt's coworker's sister who sells real estate only on the weekends is just a really bad idea, and I can't recommend that. One of the questions you should ask a realtor, not always an easy question to answer, but why should we hire you? Uh, a veteran realtor should have a good answer for this. Uh, they should be able to show you that they're experienced, competent, and have a really thorough knowledge of your market area, of your local market area. If you're not com- comfortable with the answers you're hearing, Consider using another realtor because in the transaction, trust is important. Uh, I I can't overemphasize this. If you don't feel this person would do a great job selling your house, then choose somebody else. Rapport is important, of course. If you you meet with a realtor and you just don't click, you say, something about that guy. I just didn't didn't like that guy. Then you're not going to use that guy. Choose somebody else. One of the questions I would ask is, what makes your company different? Uh, Every real estate company has an extensive marketing plan, but... When the realtor presents it to you, it should include all phases of how your home will be marketed. Signs, open houses, direct mail, internet exposure, different types of advertising. You should be completely convinced that this person's company will do a thorough job of, of uh, presenting your home, exposing your home to every prospective buyer. You want every 
prospective buyer to know your house is on the market. Uh, ask the realtor to tell you about your market area. Uh, any agent should know how many houses have been sold in your town in the past year. Uh, what's the median selling price in my area? What is the number of days on the market before the average sale? Uh, that's a big one because in some, in some areas where the market is a little hotter, homes can sell very, very quickly. On the other hand, you might find out that in your, in your neighborhood, oh boy, we take four to five months to sell a house. That's a consideration. And your realtor should know all of those details. Uh, what has that percentage changed in recent years? The market had a slump from between 07 and 09, uh, but now a lot of it's rebounded in many areas of the country. How many houses are like mine are on the market right now? How is it trending? A realtor knows that. Uh, and what is the competition right now in my price range? That's going to be uh, paramount in your market analysis. What are your competition is? If there are several houses on the market that are similar to yours in the similar price range, you might be good to go, but you also might find out the realtor might sit down and say, well, I have more than 100 houses priced about the same as yours. That's a little trickier. But the realtor, again, should have all this information. I would recommend one thing I look for if I were hiring a realtor is choose a good listener. Uh, most realtors are big talkers. Uh, they're well-informed about real estate, local politics, culture, the school system, and they can just chat for hours. Uh, many are anxious just to hear themselves talk, I think. Uh, but you want someone, choose someone who is a good listener. When you're interviewing a realtor, pick the one who listens the best. What questions did she ask you? Did she inquire about why you're selling? Uh, does she understand your needs? Uh, does she really care about what you're, what you're trying to do? So I would definitely uh, get someone who listens to your comments and understands your concerns. That's really important. And ask for references. It doesn't hurt to ask, a re ask for a reference. Uh, if you don't know anything about the realtor, ask them to give you testimonials from people who've, whose homes they have sold. Uh, that's always helpful. And here's another thing. If you, if you don't want to do it that way, you drive up and down the street when you see a real estate for sale sign from a company. Um, you'll see an agent's name. You walk up, knock on the door, or, or call the homeowner and say, uh, how do you like your realtor? Were they doing a good job for you? Maybe I'd like to use them too and see what they have to say. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's a great way of doing it. But those are some questions you want to ask the realtor. Okay, we're coming up against the clock. So let me tell you what's coming up next week. Uh, next week's show, now listen, I know it's Christmas Eve, but I'm going to be here live at 6 o'clock. And uh, who would you, realistically, who would you rather spend Christmas Eve with, me or your family? Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Uh, next week, we're going to start by talking about home inspection issues, how to negotiate them uh, from a buyer's standpoint, uh, you know, what to look for and what to ask for after the home inspection. From a seller's standpoint, uh, how to save money by negotiating and what to do if you reach an impasse. Okay. Um, and we're just about out of time. But if you didn't learn something today, it's your own fault. You should have called in with a question. Uh, I want to close the show by thanking VoiceAmerica.com. If you missed all or any part of this show, want to listen to it again, it's on my show page at VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks to my engineer, Michael Surgit, and my executive producer, Brandy Jackson. I will see you next week. My name is Duncan Smythe, and this has been House Talk. Thank you again for tuning in to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Like us on Facebook and join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.